The following is Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Nature of Business, and I'm your host, Chrissy Coughlin. Thanks for staying with us this full hour. We have a great, great interview ahead. We've got Carolyn Kaplan with us. She is Chief Sustainability Officer for Nixon Peabody, the first such position in a law firm. And in that role, she leads their Legally Green Initiative, which identifies opportunities to better service and partner with clients and others on joint sustainability initiatives. There's many, much, much more that I can talk to you about her background, but she has been recognized as a super lawyer in environmental law for four consecutive years now based on a peer review survey by the Massachusetts Super Lawyers magazine. So I am excited to be speaking to a super lawyer. Welcome, Carolyn. Thank you very much. (laughs) Someone cares about super lawyers other than my mother. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, No, that's exciting. I saw that and I was like, that's fun to be called a super lawyer. It's kind of like being called Superman, Superwoman. Um, Something like that. (laughs) Something like that, exactly. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show and to uh, inform our listeners about all the really cool stuff that you're doing and the evolution of how you've become the chief sustainability officer um, at Nixon Peabody. Um, Why don't we start off? start off with that. It's a big deal to be this this chief sustainability officer. You, you hear about them at corporations, but not often at law firms. And uh, you, you, you're you doing basically, I, I don't know how you do all of the things you do. I think that, you know, lawyers usually bill hours. You, you're not, but you're basically working more than you probably were when you were billing hours. So tell us more about, about this position, how it came about. Sure, happy to. Um, and it really, it's really about five years ago now. We're celebrating our fifth year of this program. Um, we were back the spring of 2007 in the process of building out new space for our San Francisco office. And one of the attorneys at the time who was involved had both a personal and a professional interest in sustainability. And he just asked the question, you know, why are we not building to a lead standard? And so that was, I think, the first time it really was brought to the attention of management. Um, you know, what are we doing? Um, holistically, what are we doing, not just in an individual office or individual people, um, but for a firm-wide, um, from a firm-wide perspective, how are we addressing sustainability? And, um, you know, there started to be a bubbling up, I think, around that same period. There was this, you know, interest um, on the side of management. We also started hearing from, um, you know, our employees who were wondering, well, what are our recycling procedures? How are we addressing um, energy efficiency and so forth? Uh, we started receiving inquiries from clients. We were um, responding to RFPs that asked questions about our sustainability practices. Um, laterals were asking questions in interviews. So there really was this um, kind of bubbling of interest in the topic, and I happened to just sort of fall into the discussion. Um, I had been practicing, as you said, as an attorney um, in our energy and environmental practice for about three t- 13 years at the time, I think, and um, I happened to sit at a conference, uh, at a wind energy conference, sit next to this individual who I said was involved with the lead project out in California, and he was telling me about the you know the firm's interest in developing a sustainability initiative and perhaps having a sustainability you know a green czar um, who would run the program. And I was actually really ripe for the conversation because I had flown um, you know across, I think the conference was in Santa Fe, and I had flown across the country sitting next to a man um, who was traveling with his child um, who worked for IBM who was 
really doing the exact same thing. He was involved with management level sustainability. And I remember listening to him talk about his position and just being so excited about it and thinking, this just sounds amazing. What a great opportunity. And then there, you know, at the conference, it just sort of fell into my lap. So I was involved with a team that helped to develop the proposal that was ultimately submitted to management um, for review. And they were very responsive. There was real quick turnaround and, and a lot of support for moving forward with our initiative, um, in part because, you know, there was a recognition that we were already doing things um, related to areas like pro bono and diversity and had really strong programs there. And so, you know, this is really kind of the third leg of the, of the stool, if you will, um, to address the environmental aspects as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it, talk to us about, about the fact that you're a lawyer. Uh, I know we spoke a, a little bit about this briefly when we met in person, but being a lawyer in this position gives you, I would think, a certain amount of credibility as you're going through this as opposed to not having a law degree. How does that, how does that sort of change the approach and how it's being perceived? Well, you know, I think that um, among my colleagues, um, I'm probably perceived in a different way. It's not a marketing position. Um, I am a lawyer. Um, I still practice, uh, although not nearly as much as I used to. Um, as you said, most of my hours are spent, um, you know, addressing Legally Green. Um, but, you know, I think that it gives me, first of all, a depth of knowledge and an understanding of how to address issues, um, just a different way of looking at the world. Lawyers just do have a different way of looking at the world, for good mm-hmm. or for bad. Um, and so it, 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 so it, I think, brings credibility both internally and also externally. You know, when I meet with clients, when I meet with business leaders, um, I think that there's a certain understanding that I get their business. I get the legal issues that they are trying to address. Um, and so I, it, it's, not, um, it's not a greenwash. This isn't a marketing play. Right. So tell us. So, so let's let's talk about legally green. This is Nixon Peabody's sustainability initiative. Uh, paint us a picture so we can understand what it is you really do day to day. Sure. Well, every day is so different, um, and that's really one of the things that I love about my job. But I try to focus on three general areas. Um, one is our internal responsibility. Um, one is uh, just sort of generally thought leadership, and the third relates to client service. And so within those three areas, there's just a huge range um, of issues that, that I'm involved with. And, um, you know, on the internal side, I work closely with our Green Operations Steering Committee. Um, we have all kinds of priority areas that we've established, and we are responsible for um, developing um, policy and implementing and developing procedures and so forth. Um, so that's what I'm doing in that regard day to day. Thought leadership is really about out there, um, you know, in the community, partnering with other law firms, with business leaders on sustainability initiatives. I'm really, you know, sharing best practices and talking about the issues. Um, and then with respect to client service, um, you know, we are um, a full service law firm, and so our clients are, um, you know, range from the gamut, all different industries, and we are really understanding that um, they are dealing with different kinds of issues than they were dealing with, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, and um, we are really working to help identify the opportunities for them, minimize risks, um, really helping them to address the full array of of issues that they encounter, um, particularly while they're trying to incorporate sustainability into their business strategy, how they, you know, developing innovative technologies and solutions all revolving around sustainability. So um, I can talk about each of those in turn, but that's kind of the general overview. Okay. And it's been, it's been five years 
Is that correct? Yes, five okay. years. Yeah, five years. to give okay. or take a day. <laughs> you take a day, yeah. right, right. But you're coming up on your fifth, which is a terrific milestone. So the client services, um, we you know we'll get we'll get a little bit more in depth perhaps with some examples. Um, you know, in clean tech and renewable energy or land use would be fun to talk about. But the clients are really, really. It, it, it's it's become commonplace that clients are requesting this information because they see the value and they see that if they don't pay attention to sustainability issues, that they're going to fall behind their other companies doing, you know, who are paying attention. Tell us a little bit more. Do you have any examples of, of a client, um, not obviously unnamed, that's, that, that has come to you in, in clean tech or, or, or land use and said, we would love some guidance here? Sure. I mean, there are probably countless examples of clients in, in you know, a whole range of areas. I mean, we, um, I mean, just because we have Legally Green, I think, has really, you know, made clients take a second look at us. I can just cite one example where we had a, um, a waste oil um, recycling company that was um, an emerging company, and we were helping it, you know, we helped it with a number of um, finances, financings, and they really came to us because they uh, felt that, we represented the kind of values that were important to them as a company. Um, so that was really interesting for us. But, you know, we're doing a lot of different kinds of work. I mean, we, what, one thing we really tried to do is to integrate sustainability um, across the firm into all of our practice areas. Um, you know, businesses themselves are, um, you know, who are using best practices around sustainability are integrating sustainability across all departments and all levels within their company. So mm-hmm. when we see our clients doing something like that, we think, well, we need to be doing something something similar within our own law practice to be responsive to that. And so we've done that. We've, we've integrated, um, you know, we try to understand what are the issues our clients are confronting in all areas um, and try to be responsive to their needs, getting up to speed on relevant regulations and issues and, and truly thinking ahead about how these changes can impact our clients. Um, and so one of the things that I do is to help work with my clients to help them or work with my colleagues, excuse me, to help them understand how sustainability is relevant to their practice and to their clients' businesses. So I'm out there keeping an eye on new developments and, and how they might impact different industries, and I can collaborate with my colleagues helping, helping them to understand the issues with relating to their own practices. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of them are doing this on their own in our environmental and energy practice and our tax practice and, and IP, but I can help facilitate and guide that practice. Um, you, you know, we have other clients you know, you asked some, some more examples. Um, we had a client that was involved with an enforcement action um, brought by the Federal Trade Commission relating to their green guides. This was a year to a couple of years ago, I guess, um, where the FTC was in the process of, of revising its green guides relating to green marketing, and um, they brought a series of enforcement actions. And we helped to, um, you know, to represent our client and, and ended up with a satisfactory settlement. Um, but again, that was another client who came to us specifically because they understood we had a focus on sustainability and they thought that that really resonated um, for them. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's a, it's a big deal. And, and it's, you know, it, it's funny because you're not a marketing person. It is, a, it's a, it is, but it has this marketing legally green has a marketing component to it. But I think mm-hmm. what I'm getting the sense of is that you're also 
a brand as well. I mean, they're, they're coming there because they know that somebody is spending their entire career focusing on the latest and greatest of what is going on and how it strategically fits into what they're doing. Let's talk about, um, and, and, and for our listeners, we're speaking with Carolyn uh, Kaplan. She is the Chief Sustainability Officer um, at Nixon Peabody, if you're just tuning in. Let's talk about... Um, I'm interested in, you mentioned briefly about external partnerships um, that have come about under your leadership. Tell tell our audience a little bit more about what some of these are. Sure. Um, Let's see. You know, someone asked me actually yesterday, what's the best thing about my job? Um, I had to fill out this questionnaire and... (laughs) I thought about it a bit. You know, that's a tough question. <laughs> but yeah. I, I really think it was it's the opportunity that I have to collaborate with so many bright and gifted and committed people who are working to solve real-world issues. Um, that's just truly, I feel like every day I come across just amazing, amazing people who are doing great things. And I wonder, you know, that that it, I'm just feel lucky to be in their company and to have something to add to that. So over the last several years, we've built a lot of great partnerships. And, you know, some of these are with pro bono organizations, like I was just telling you, um, organizations like Earthwatch and 1% for the Planet, where we're helping them to address legal issues that, that help them to further their global missions. Um, others, though, are, you know, with our peers, with other lawyers and other law firms. So there are a number of organizations I've been a part of, a number of, you know, a, a pilot um, for for example, with the American Bar Association, where we developed a model um, sustainability policy, triple bottom line policy, actually, um, and guidelines for that policy. Um, I'm also involved with a group that's newly formed called the Law Firm Sustainability Network. And um, we're really working to establish environmental sustainability as a key component of our professional responsibility. So, you know, what does it mean to deliver excellent service to our clients? Well, um, like pro bono and like diversity, we think it's important that environmental sustainability is part of the equation. Um, So, you know, we're working to develop um, KPIs. We're trying to come up with best practices and to share that um, to promote progress across across the legal industry. so partnerships are also, you know, business-related. So, you know, there are a number of opportunities I've had to partner with global business leaders and consultants where we're really just sitting around the table trying to identify solutions to, um, to common problems, you know, all relating to environmental sustainability and perhaps, um, you know, perhaps often more broadly to, you know, to CSR more generally, corporate social responsibility more generally. Um, but there are a number of, of groups that I'm involved with in that regard as well. So um, I, I would say that's kind of... The, the partnership angle. That's great. So, so that I'm interested in the in the partnering with other law firms because mm-hmm. are there any is there any progress with the chief sustainability officers at other law firms in terms of full time positions and and when you partner with them how how does that work from a from a um, competitive standpoint. Sure. Well, you know, there, I've, I haven't ever heard of anyone else with a CSO title within a law firm. Um, there are other folks, a limited number of people who have a responsibility that is sort of overseeing the pro bono diversity and sustainability sides of things. Um, often this position is more of a marketing position or either more of an administrative position. Um, I haven't seen a lawyer with a full-time position um, doing this. That doesn't mean that they're not out there. But, I, you know, there is a certain 
level of competition, um, you know, because we're all in a business, right? On the other yeah. hand, it's a friendly competition, and we recognize that we really can learn from one another, and that is what these kinds of, um, you know, affiliations do, like the Law Firm Sustainability Network. Um, there's also a group called the Legal Sector Alliance that's trying to make some headway here. That's a U.K. organization. Um, and so it's really about finding ways that we can share information. You know, we, we have a lot of um, commonalities. You know, most of us are tenants in leased space. Um, we are uh, client-facing organizations that have to do a certain amount of travel to, you know, meet with our clients. Um, there are a lot of things that we have in common. We use a lot of paper. Uh, and so sharing those kinds of best practices and finding ways um, that are um, that we can learn from one another, I think, is a really part, important piece. At, at the same time, you know, the competition helps. It, it drives you. It makes you want to figure out ways to, to be innovative, to set yourself apart. And that, for me, is really a, a big part of my own role. It's, you know, both internally and externally, how can we continue to take a leadership role? How can we continue to raise the bar for ourselves, for other law firms, for the, you know, our larger community? Um, how do we push the industry? These are the things that I think about. Let's talk a little bit internally here. Um, what have you seen what changes have you seen within Nixon Peabody internally in the last five years? Uh, obviously, there's the lead buildings and employee engagement issues. Um, what, what are we seeing? Has there been what progress has been made? Well, you know, when we started um, five years ago, we were at the early stages of a sustainability initiative. There was there were things that were being done, but it wasn't being done in a firm-wide way. And that is one of the things that we've been very successful at, at um, sharing information, at, you know, having things that are um, either either we, we push down from above or they they come up from below, um, but we're able to share the information, spread um, spread best practices across the firm. One of the most exciting things is that we've succeeded, I believe, in really making it part of our DNA, that it's part of firm culture. And people are coming up with best practices on their own. So there's, there's less of a need to push things down from the top. Um, you know, different departments and individuals are finding ways to make what they do on a daily basis more sustainable. And we did a survey, I don't know, maybe a month ago um, of the firm to the different department heads, um, asking them what kind of best practices have they been implementing. Um, and the goal was to say, okay, maybe they're doing some of these things in one office or another um, that we can share this information and um, and develop kind of a resource for, for all of our departments. And I was just amazed to hear all that we're doing that I wasn't even aware of, you know, just in, in lots of departments, in, in accounting, in human resources, in IT. Um, you know, human resources has developed an online application process for candidates, and that helps us to eliminate, you know, the number of hard copy resumes that we receive. Um, we have an electronic process for tracking and storing our candidate files, and we don't create hard copies for those. We send offer packages via email rather than regular mail. Um, and, and that's just one area. And, and we're doing this all over. I mean, every department is finding ways that they can send things via 
um, email, by PDF, using new software that we have. You know, now with p different kinds of PDF software, you can make edits, you can you can save things and email them, and 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 instead of downloading and printing. Um, so it it the technology has made it easier to do, and we're trying to take advantage of that technology. Um, our IT department is just fantastic. One of our members of, of our Green Ops Committee um, is from IT, and we've done a lot in that regard. You know, virtualization of our, our servers is, is one of the things. Um, we were actually recognized by Computer World this past year as one of the top um, 12 green IT organizations because of all that they are doing. So I'm constantly amazed um, to see the innovation by all of my colleagues, um, to be honest. And I feel like, you know, am I going to put myself out of a job um, because really people are thinking about these, these issues. Um, but there is still a lot to do. And I think that we've hit so much of the low-hanging fruit. Uh, what happens is it gets harder. It gets harder and harder to find things, um, particularly um, uh, things that are, you know, not as as capital intensive, um, and so one of the um, the areas, for example, we're focusing on is energy. Trying to identify um, different kinds of energy um, and initiatives that we could um, take over the short term or the long term to improve our energy efficiency, reduce our emissions, and um, also reduce costs because there's a, a direct correlation right there. And we are excited to announce. Um, I actually I haven't told anyone this yet, but we just um, signed on to um, participate in Environmental Defense Fund's Climate Corps this summer. So we'll be the first law firm to do that oh. and to, to participate in the program. And so we'll have a fellow in our Boston office this summer who will be assisting us in, you know, identifying opportunities for energy efficiency, putting together an energy management plan so we can be thinking about, um, you know, how we can budget for the long term. Mm -hmm. So this is making this is making me think about the fact that that Nixon Peabody is is in an international firm. How how are the offices abroad um, integrated into what you're doing here in Boston? Sure, the epicenter. Well, you know, very similarly. I mean, um, a number of our offices are um, affiliates, so those are I think dealt with a little bit differently. But other ones, you know, for example, Paris and London are you know integrated in this. And so when we are doing Earth Day events, they also have Earth Day events. When we did Earth Hour, they also participated in Earth Hour. So we really try to um, include, excuse me, to include our international uh, international offices as well. There obviously are some differences, uh, but it, it is a firm wide initiative. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is, I could talk to you for forever here. It's great. We're talking to Carolyn Kaplan. She's the Chief Sustainability Officer at Nixon Peabody. So how, how do you feel the long-term benefits um, of Nixon Peabody placing such emphasis on sustainability, not just for the, the firm's long-term viability, but for the way business is headed in the future? Well, you know, I guess I, I think that it's a good investment. I mean, environmental issues um, and more generally the concept of sustainability are not going away. So, you know, things politically, we're in a bit of a valley right now. Uh, we have an election year coming up. I think there's, you know, a lot of a lot of questions about the direction we're heading. But I think that we're going to start to really see a resurgence, especially as the economy heats back up. You know, the world is heating up, right? So people are, you know, really going to start to pay attention to that. I think a couple more summers like we've had um, and, and winters or, or lack thereof, um, people really are starting to talk about it in, in that way. And even if you don't believe we cause global warming, um, I don't think that really matters because 
it's happening. I think it's clear that it's happening and that we need to do something about it. And I also think that there's there really is a business argument to be made. I actually spend less and less time talking about the environmental um, right thing to do um, focus. It's really, you know, people think more um, about these kinds of issues when you address it in business terms. And I think that's fine. You end up, re, you know, achieving the same result um, when people think about how it impacts their pocket and how it impacts their business. And that really can just set off a chain of, of events and, and make people start thinking about things different when they think about, well, huh, how, how does this affect my, my business? You know, what, what new markets might there be out there? And are there some new products that I can do? develop and, you know, can I get some more share of the market, you know, doing this? Um, exactly. So people start to ask those kinds of questions and it triggers other questions. It, it makes people ask, huh, who else do I need to bring into the conversation? Have I integrated, you know, these issues across my entire organization? You know, does my CFO understand these issues? Is he paying attention to the tax implications um, of what we're trying to do? And, you know, if we're trying to finance a sustainability project and, and or if we're really trying to become more um, energy efficient, you know, can we properly take advantage of, of tax incentives that are out there? Um, you know, have we done what we need to do? So I think that you're going to continuously see um, forward-thinking organizations paying attention to these issues. And, um, and, you know, from a client perspective, businesses are going to continue to grapple with climate change and with other environmental issues. They're going to see their insurance rates go up. They're going to realize they have to do things to adapt and to respond. Um, and, you know, we'll be prepared to help them with that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, internally, I think we're going to start to see our own investments pay off as well, particularly, you know, capital investments. For example, our lead office space, you know, that's not something we talked a lot about, but we do have four offices um, that have a lead rating. One is um, one lead silver, uh, let's say, you know, two lead silver, one gold, and one is lead. Um, and it's something we're going to continue to focus on as we build out other offices. Um, and that will start to pay off. You know, we'll start to see reductions in our electricity bills and, um, and, and even, you know, employee satisfaction because right. working in an office where we're doing things like light harvesting, um, it's just a nice place to be. <laughs> and at the end of the day, that really matters. It matters, you Does. know, people want to work in a place where they feel, you know, that they can be productive, where they feel good, they're happy to walk into the office um, mm -hmm. and, you know. That's that's what really matters at the end of the day. So, right, and employee engagement, employee uh, mm -hmm. retention, even I would say in the future exactly. with exactly, yeah. yeah, employee retention, exactly. Carolyn, Keeping thank you for your time. My pleasure. It's great to great to be with you, and I appreciate the time um, you spent to chat with me. Absolutely, and uh, we will get some information up on the Nature Business website too. And and um, for our listeners who joined in late, I'll have the podcast up uh, soon. And um, Carolyn, I so appreciate your time, and I'm excited that people get to know what you're doing, and you're you're having a huge impact out there, and it's wonderful to be able to let the world know. So I appreciate it. Well, thanks, Chrissy. It's great to chat with you, and and I appreciate it. Okay. Have a great rest of your day. You too. The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com.